Hey, what is up? This is the Leafs Combo presented by Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, oakridgeford.com. I'm NJ in LDN. My man MIB is in BLO. We're going at it yet again. We can't wait for this crazy regular season to end. It just seems like it goes on and on, and it's a shortened season. However, the Leafs are on their ascent to where? Who knows? 5 1 uh, win over the Vancouver. Knuckleheads, five straight victories, five games to go in the 56. And um, we we pro- we progress forward, Mike. The mm. question is, to where? Good morning. Good morning, Norm. Uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, there are certain things that are sort of locked in place with uh, a little under two weeks to go in the regular season. One, the Leafs, uh, barring a major collapse, will finish in first in, in the North Division, and, and Edmonton uh, will likely finish in second. They're five points up on Winnipeg with a game in hand. The question now is, uh, will Winnipeg finish in third place, and will Montreal finish in fourth? And I think a lot of people are looking forward to, not because they think that Montreal will be easy to beat, but looking forward to the first Leafs Habs playoff series since 1979. Mm-hmm. The way the Habs have played lately, which is they've been accumulating points, and the way the Jets have played lately, which is losing six in a row, mm-hmm. they throw that for a loop. So the next two weeks, um, really, in a way, the Leafs have a way of determining who they want to play in the first round of the playoffs. And that's not exactly a position you want to be in because I'm sure that, uh, you know, the one team can use it as bulletin board material. Um, But at the Leafs beat Montreal uh, two of the three games or even all three of the three Mm -hmm. games this upcoming week, then they'll probably play the Habs in the playoffs. And if they give them points or if if the Habs earn points, then it could be the toughest first round match you could imagine, which is, the Winnipeg Jets. I don't care if they're slumping right now. That's a team I don't want to face in first round. This is the combo, Norm and Mike. So the Leafs have the Habs for three. We'll play playoff-style hockey. Uh, the Habs hoping to, in uh, over the course of the three games, play well enough to avoid playing the Leafs in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, oh, the intrigue, Mike. Well, I mean, see, I don't know. I don't know whether the Leafs are going to sort of, you know, to use a uh, uh, sort of goofy expression, play balls out in the three in the three games because they have to be concerned with their with their own house. And mm. you saw what they did on on Thursday against Vancouver. They sat Felino. They sat Riley and Muzzin. They gave him a rest. Um, and they sat Jack Campbell in, fa- in favor of David Riddick. Now, um, I think that that's going to continue in at least one or maybe two of the Montreal games where, you know, they give Tavares a night off or they give Nealander a night off or uh, they give Spezza and Thornton some time off. Uh, uh, TJ Brody, who you said has been a, a, a horse, they yeah. give, give him a night off. I think they're going to do that. And I also think that they're sort of, you know, not to say that they're not going to play um, – not play not to win, but I, I do think that they're going to, you know, sort of not put themselves in danger areas, uh, not not risk injury going into the playoffs. They, they, you know, right now, they you know they lost Bogosian, they lost Hyman, 
Um, they expect Hyman to be back before the beginning of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't lose a key player. So I think maybe they're going to play a little carefully, but you know, sometimes when you do that, maybe you uh, take the foot off the gas pedal and then it's tough to get, you know, the engine revving again for the start of the playoffs. So it's a delicate balance, but I do think that they're going to try some load management over the last couple weeks of the season. If you're watching us on StreamYard right now through YouTube and you haven't subscribed to the podcast, hit the subscribe button. Please do that for us right now. We will be on all of the podcast platforms later today. So the Maple Leafs are a trendy team. They win a bunch, they lose. They win a bunch more, they lose for a while. Right now they're winning a bunch. Are we to expect that this team is going to lose a few to end the regular season and then mount up for the playoffs? Or do you feel like, look, when the 56 are done, they start anew in the postseason, and based on you know all, everything that's been talked about of late, with Thornton getting geeked up and Matthews and Marner knowing what's at stake this time, and all of the veterans coming in, that we won't have to worry about the team either being on a downward trend or an upward trend when the playoffs begin. It's just a new season, and this team will be ready to rock. Well, ideally, that's that will be the case, but I, I do think that there that is one of the main reasons for concern going into this postseason is the fact that over the last two months they've been sort of up and down, chaotic. Mm-hmm. In sense. Yeah. You know, win nine of ten, lose six of seven, lose five in a row, win mm-hmm. five. It's like, I mean, you, what you strive for is consistency, and so far, you know, the last few months <clears throat> they haven't been consistent. Now you can blame that on you know. The, the absence of Freddie Anderson and the stable, uh, the stability in net. You know, they had to play Michael Hutchinson a lot more than they ever thought they were going to have to. And Jack yeah. Campbell has been struggling through injuries. So, and there are factors there. But I do think that, you know, maybe the fact that this team has a lot more experience than Leafs teams of the past is a reason to feel comfortable that when the playoffs start, these players are going to show up because they know what they need to do to win. Yeah. And over this next week and a bit, as the Scotia North playoff four sorts itself out, I don't know if we should be too fearful of sure the a matchup is matchups are matchups. And you know, which matchup do you want to tackle first? And then which matchup do you believe makes sense in the second round if you get there? But based on what we know about the Leafs and the rest of the division and the fact that the Leafs are nine points ahead of the rest of the pack right now, mm-hmm. paper on paper, the Leafs are are better than the rest in this um, Canadian group. Should we really be overly fearful of who the Leafs play believing like we do that they really should be um, crossing the border in, into a, a semifinal situation. Should we not just kind of sit back and enjoy um, how everything sorts itself? Because look, teams are still jockeying for playoff position and, uh, you know, teams like the Habs don't want to face the Leafs in, in the first round. And you know, for as much as, you know, we think that the Jets are going to pose the Leafs a considerable challenge in the first round. I don't think the Jets want to play 
the Leafs in the first round. Should, should we, are, I mean, I know we're thinking of the past and the Leafs have been bitten and, you know, they've been favored and then they lose and then they, they take they take on Mount Boston and they can't conquer it. Shouldn't we have a bit of an, an air of uh, confidence and expectation knowing what we know about this team and knowing what we know about the rest of the division? Or um, is that just foolhardy? Uh, should we have confidence? No. <laughs> No, because we've seen too many examples of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry. It's like, I mean, I, it's common sense. Who do you want to play in the first round? The easiest opponent you can face. Now, Montreal's not going to be easy. Winnipeg's no. not going to be easy. None of them are going to be easy. I, none of them are going to be easy, but Winnipeg is going to be less easy than Montreal. And, yeah. I, and here, you know, here, I'll, I'll click, I'll click off the reasons why right now. First one is Connor Hollebuck, who's a Vesna Trophy winner. Uh, he is going to be, you know, he is better than Carey Price, who is out with a concussion right now. But, you know, if Carey Price is healthy, then Carey Price will, will. Uh, but that's a big question mark. It will be, it will be a tough hurdle to, to get over. Um, I think Montreal's defense is much better than Winnipeg's with mm -hmm. Weber and um, – uh, uh, Sherratt and Edmondson and Petrie. Um, I don't think uh, Winnipeg's defense is bad with Pionk and, and, and Morrissey, but they're not as good as Montreal. But Winnipeg's forwards are much better than Montreal. They can score. They can, they have, they're deep at three lines. Um, Ehlers is supposed to be back for the playoffs. He's been a leaf killer this year. And they have the ability to match up two centers in Shifley and Dubois against against uh, Vares and, Mar and, and Matthews that nobody else in the division, unless Edmonton splits up Dreisaitl and McDavid, nobody else can do. So each one poses a different problem, but I would look at Winnipeg as the more difficult first-round match no matter how they're playing. And that's why, like, I mean, not to say that the, the Leafs are going to steer the ship towards the Canadians, mm -hmm. but if it ends up that way. I think they would, you know, in their heart of hearts, I think they would rather play the Canadians. And I think their fan base would rather play the Canadians and then beat the Canadians and then beat the beat Habs fans over the head with it for the first time uh, in 43, in 42 years. For you, Mike, it's more than just the uh, the need to win a series and move on. This is this is an emotional thing. This is a traditional thing. This is about um, exercising, you know, demons that have, um, you know, be always always been there, um, based on the Leafs and the Habs having not played in the playoffs for for decades uh, and this is an opportunity it's, it, it appears it's going to happen um my my fear if i had any uh and i i, I still i don't know I, I was telling my son yesterday i think i'm like that this could be the year my friend and you know you've been on this planet for nine years and uh you know you're you've had a nine-year wait if the leafs win the stanley cup this year uh i've had a, I've had a 45 year wait and others have come and gone and not seen the uh maple leafs uh, win the stanley cup um but the, the thing you have to be aware of and prepared for is the, your opponents go in the in that second round if you do get there generating their own momentum 
so if Winnipeg is is having some issues right now and they they backdoor into the playoffs and the Leafs catch them flat footed, they can finish them off for good. And then Paul Maurice and the guys can go. What the hell kind of season was this? We thought it was going somewhere and then it just it flatlined and then we just dropped off. Um, whereas you know you, you you knock them down, drag them out with Montreal. It's emotional. For some reason, the Habs take it to seven, and then the Leafs take on a, a Jets team that's found its feet and, and and you know found its game again. And man, that's that that really tough um, showdown that we were all expecting with the Jets comes at a time when the Leafs are a little uh, exasperated and Winnipeg um, is is back on a run. These are the these are things you 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 can forecast, but also can't forecast because you don't know what the hell. Uh, really is going to transpire. In the meantime, the Leafs have three with the Habs. It's just a shitload of games with them, and then they probably will take them on uh, five to seven uh, in the playoffs here in the next month. Just want to go through some of the chat, uh, just this, some shout-outs of, of a few of the OGs here. Andrew Walters is here, bird-watching life. BWL, baby, love it. Be skinny. Eddie Papp, thanks for all the shout-outs on Twitter, man. You missed your popularity on social media there, always giving the uh, the combo some love uh, on the uh, Twitter sphere. So Eddie, thank you very much for that. NASCAR 427 is in the house too. And hey, StreamYard, the StreamYard duck is here too. So Mike, uh, that's pretty remarkable. Um, we're going to get a couple of questions from the YouTube channel, the community portion of the platform here in a couple of seconds. Mm. Um, Austin Matthews, 38 goals. Him and Marner are everything. Right, um, and he, he'll he's going to hit forty, and that what a, what a plateau to reach in a in a shortened season. You can imagine if he's healthy over an eighty-two game frame, that's that's sixty. Yeah, I think they said right now uh, for an eighty-two game, it'd be sixty-six goals. He's on a pace for, which is, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, he's playing fantastic. You know, there's no you know knock on wood. There's no uh, issue right now with his wrist. Obviously, the way he's shooting. Um, but it just seems that, you know, the puck ends up on his stick and then it ends up in the net and it's almost like you blink and it's already past the goalie. It's just he's on a hot streak right now. And and believe me, I mean, you want him going in into the playoffs on this hot streak. I mean, somebody who somebody, well, he's peaking too early. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Tell him not to score. I mean, he he wants to win the Rocket Richard. OK, so he's got, an, I think, an eight or nine goal lead on McDavid and McDavid's playing Vancouver, I think four or five times. So, you know, that lead might not be safe. He wants to, he wants to win the, the rocket Richard, but also he wants to win in the playoffs. That's the one thing that's mm -hmm. been missing from Austin Matthews so far. And I think, you know, the fact that they've surrounded him with veteran players who are going to help him with that goal. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, him and and Marner, they're it's sort of unconscious, unconscious right now. The way they they're finding each other, uh, and as I said to you before the show, yeah, it really looks good that Mike Babcock didn't want to play them together. I mean, imagine geez. that. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Suggesting Austin Matthews is peaking. You don't peak when you're a star of this magnitude. You just you peak every game. Did Gretzky peak? When he had a 215-point season. Like, when was his peak? You don't peak. You, you rise to the top and you stay there. You don't peak when you're on pace for a 67-goal season. 
There's no peaking. What is he talking about? And he's, well, how old is he? 22, 23? No, 23. You're not, but, you're not peaking. But, anyway. But, but, but let's just say this. I mean, and then this is the only concern. When he slowed down was when he had the problems with his wrist. And yeah, well, yeah, and that, that's no the one's only, invincible. Right. And that's the only concern. It's like, okay, keep him healthy. Keep yep. him. Yeah. So right now, everything is going great. And um, he's scoring goals. And he's a, virtually unstoppable. We hope. Yeah, but to see that in the playoffs because that'll be extremely entertaining. Why would and why, why would it change? After the 50, because the playoffs because the because the playoffs are a different game. They it is. It's like right now you can go you know footloose and fancy free and and you can score a bunch of goals. Is that our nicknames? Yeah, there footloose you go. and fancy free. Yeah, I, I'm I'm footloose. I'm Kevin. <laughs> Uh, but, but 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 this is the problem. Yeah, everybody knows the game changes when the playoffs come, and he's not gonna he is not going to get as many open opportunities as as he has during the regular season, especially against a tired team like Vancouver or against a team that's mm-hmm. you know, that's in a slump like uh, like Winnipeg. I mean, you know, Montreal they're going to try to beat people up. And they're going to try to win games two to one. Mm-hmm. They're going to slash and they're going to hack and you know and that. But but that's not exclusive to them. That's going to be every team. Every team is going to step it up physically. Every team is going to step it up defensively. It's not realistic to expect Ma- Matthews to score at a goal per game pace. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, is he going to get opportunities? Yes, because he's one of the best players in the league. But to, to expect him to score at the rate that he's scoring right now is not realistic. And they're not going to score as many goals as they're scoring um, right now. And Enzo in the in the chat saying he's not open. He scores in high danger areas with guys on him. Yeah, but it'll be even more. Uh, it'll be more close contact. It'll be more suffocating. He won't get as many scoring chances as he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Just the reality. Yeah, uh, it, it all feels like an exhibition at this point. In a way, it is. Well, uh, Matthew's scoring um, like he's a circus act, and um, you know, us seeing this the same six teams over and over again. It's it's become redundant and repetitive and really really boring so it's time to ramp things up a little bit but regardless of the the circumstances and how this season compares to seasons of the past and seasons to come there is a a, a beautiful trophy that awaits uh, one of the 31 teams right now and the, the Leafs are you'd have to consider them among the five six favorites at this point to to win the damn thing just going through some of the standings and you're looking at Florida's the Islanders, Vegas, Colorado, Pittsburgh. Um, we're in a we're very focused on the Canadian division because that's all we've seen. We're focused on the leagues, mm-hmm. but you know, and we can have these conversations down the line. We've got to continue on here. We've got a lot of stuff to cover and short time to do it. But you know, we're very Leaf centric, and that's what we're about, and that's fine. But there are other really good teams in this league, too, that we don't get a chance to see because of the way things have been configured. And we can talk all about how great we are all we want, and we can hype and gin things up. But man, oh, man, um, you know, we, we may not 
like what's waiting for us on the other side of that. Well, uh, okay. Uh, and I, I, I talked about this last night on, on the Leaf Talk uh, Twitter Spaces show that uh, I, I do after the uh, after some of the games. Um, you look at the other divisions, and in a way, and this might be counterintuitive, the Leafs may have more in the tank, may have more left in the tank. Because uh, they've been beating up on these teams. Well, no. After, okay, based on, you know, everybody says the North Division is the weakest division. Okay, let's accept that as a, as a fact. Okay, fine. Okay, so say they have to beat Montreal and Winnipeg or Montreal and Edmonton or Edmonton and Winnipeg to get through to the, mm-hmm. to the, to the semifinals. Look at the East. The, the four playoff teams are Boston, Pittsburgh, Washington, and the Islanders. They will beat the crap out of each other. Those are playoff-tested, hardened teams. Look at, look at the Central yeah. where you have Carolina on top. You have Florida facing Tampa in the first round, more than likely. Dallas, who made the cup final last year, if they get past Nashville, that's the matchup for Carolina in the first round. And then the winners of those uh, uh, those uh, first round matchups play each other in the second round. And then in the in, in the West, oh, let's see, Vegas versus Colorado in the second round. Two of the three or four best teams in the league facing each other, and it's not even the semifinals. So – you could say, yeah, the Leafs might not be as good as some of those teams, but those teams might be beating the crap out of each other. And, and who will be left when these teams face each other in the semifinals? That'll be the interesting question. Hey, Silent Poles wants to see Boston. Actually, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Nobody wants to see that. But honestly, the one thing this team is experienced enough where I don't think the phobia of playing Boston will affect them. But Boston. Is still Boston. Yeah, they don't have Char anymore, so maybe they're not as scary. But Boston is still Boston. The ghosts of series past are lingering to haunt this Leafs team, but the Leafs also have an opportunity to exercise those demons. Um, the the Habs demons f- playoff failure. This is an opportunity for the the Maple Leafs, or at least to come um, for the Maple Leafs to. To to right all those wrongs and to to start fresh uh, and 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 go on a long run and you know we're we don't know what the hell uh, is going to happen when the Canadian group meet up with the American group because they haven't seen each other but on the flip side who knows um, these teams in the United States may not be prepared for what guys like Matthews and Marner and Tavares and Nylander and Felino and all these dudes are, are about to bring them. Like for as weak as this uh, Canadian division appears to be, the Leafs might be a, a team that's so far apart of the rest of this division um, that if you were to situate them in with all these American teams, it wouldn't be that much of a difference. You well, never know. The the dynamic. It's funny because you know we're both big baseball fans. The dynamic of before interleague of an American League team playing a National League team in the World Series is always part of that was a team that never saw each other the entire yeah. season seeing each other. And that that dynamic is going to play out. Now, even in a regular season, they would only play these teams one home, one away, or, or you know, something something like that. So 
you know, but at least you would have played against them. And in this instance, you know, you're, you're probably going to see uh, a adjustment period in a seven game series because these teams haven't played, played against each other. Um, the, now just to, just, just to mention a couple things before we take the questions, um, uh, Elliot Friedman mentioned yesterday that it's still up in the air whether the Canadian government will allow an American team into Canada for the conf- for the semifinal. So, um, yeah, knock on wood, based on the rate in of COVID going down in in Ontario and people starting to get vaccinated, um, maybe by June that will be possible, and we won't have to have the Leafs or the Oilers, whoever playing in Detroit or Buffalo, that won't be necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is the injury update. Um, Zach Hyman and Riley Nash both skated this week, so that's encouraging. That. Uh, at least with Hyman, that they'll get him back uh, before the end of the regular season. Uh, Nash, I, I get the feeling, you know, he'll be available, but they're not going to start a player in the playoffs who has never played a game for the Leafs um, until, you know, maybe they lose a game and then he comes in. But I think they're going to go with the guys that they go with, that, mm-hmm. they've, that they've had on the roster. Um, before they they insert him in the lineup, and the other th- uh, Zach Bogosian has not skated yet. Uh, we're only two weeks away from the playoffs, and they said a minimum of four weeks. I, I get the feeling it's something like a separated shoulder, so it's going to be, you know, I think he probably will come back at some point in the first round, but not right away. And uh, Friedman mentioned this is a big week for Freddie Anderson in terms of him ramping up towards uh, getting back in the lineup. I don't believe right now as currently constructed the Leafs can bring him back uh on uh off of LTIR so they may resort to a three-game conditioning stint uh in the American Hockey League but I'm of the opinion Norm and I well, let me get your opinion on this I don't care if Freddie Anderson plays two or three games at the end of the season I don't care if he if he's lights out standing stands on his head with the Marlies my goalie for game one is Jack Campbell I think he's he's earned it. Freddie Anderson has um, has his place on, with this organization for now, and he is uh, an integ- He has been an integral part of this group, uh, progressing to to this you know part of of the development of the overall organization, but. You know, with with Anderson having his physical challenges and whatever else, and then him being out of the mix, Jack Campbell has uh, take taken the mantle and has has done well. And I, I think um, it's it's not only uh, it's not only about him being uh, given the opportunity based on him being there. Uh, he he's the he's just the guy. He's he's the guy and. With with Freddie coming back potentially in the playoffs at some point to off spell Campbell, there's a danger in that in um, in not having given Freddie enough of an opportunity to to find his legs. You're kind of dropping him into a situation where it's like, oh hey, um, next well, goal loses, and and that and I think that's the big factor. I mean, consider it psychologically. Game one, the Leafs put Freddie Anderson in there after not having played an NHL game in 
almost two months. Um, and he doesn't do well. And I, you can't really blame him because he's rusty, because he's only played against AHL competition. You know, okay. So they lose a couple games, and they decide, okay, we're going to Jack Campbell. Well, um, I have, you know, say it. It's Once they do that, then you can't put Freddie Anderson back in the goal. Mm-hmm. Whereas if if Jack Campbell right now he's 15-2-1, if you start the playoffs with him and he wins, then you stay with him. And if he doesn't win, then all of a sudden Freddie Anderson is that, you know, is Johnny Unitas in Super Bowl three coming off the bench when Earl Morrill couldn't do anything against the Jets. You know what I'm saying? Or or, or Jeff Hostetler against in the playoffs for the you know, I'm using bait, I'm using football analogies, but what I'm saying is to have somebody to come in who has been your starter, um if Campbell falters, I mean, I think psychologically that's, that's a better way to go. Mm-hmm. No, well, start with Campbell. Uh, my, my only thing about Freddie is, will he, will he be ready? Um, however, what's the alternative? David Riddich? Well, I mean, at least he, David Riddich, Hutchinson, like, is he the guy who's just like, wow, I know Hutchinson played in the, play- Hutchinson's played deeper in the playoffs than the group that he's playing for right now. Um, I late, right. I would have rather have a healthy David Riddick as the backup to Jack Campbell than the 90% Freddie because 90% Freddie we saw in March cannot play up to expectations. Who do you think Sheldon Keith wants? I think he wants Jack Campbell. Of course he wants Jack. Who would he want as his backup? I think he'd want, he'd want Anderson. He doesn't yeah. trust Riddick. Yeah, I, I know. Um, and we're going to get to uh, – questions in the community here uh, because we have uh, a, a few uh, relating to Adam Brooks. Um, so Jugs 1X, Norman Mike, what about Adam Brooks? I think they keep him in too. Uh, Benny B thinks Adam Brooks is uh, really refreshing. He's picking up points, 24 years old, just wide-eyed, having a blast, uh, plays his ass off. <laughs> Adam, give, give it an opportunity. That's the kind of guy who just leaves it all out there. What else does he have to lose? Adam Brooks is the prototype of the prototypical success story of the Leafs in terms of a developmental model. A draft pick. I think he was a fourth round pick. Um, you know, scored a bazillion points with Regina in the WHL, I believe. Um, has you know played. Is served his penance down in the American Hockey League. Was uh, part of a great fourth line on that Calder Cup winning team. Um, and when he's been given an opportunity, he has played well in the NHL. And he hasn't been given much of an opportunity, but now he's playing in between you know two Hall of Famers in Thornton and Spezza, and he's fit in well. Now I again, I think he's going to get a chance to start in the playoffs based on the way he's played. He's got four goals in eight games, um, but. You know, if he falters or if he doesn't, if he's not up to it at this point, he's still a young player, then that's why they have Riley Nash. But it's a great success story. And I think Adam Brooks has earned himself a protection in the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's a guy who I would say would be, you'd pencil in as your fourth line center next season. Mm-hmm. And we have to remind ourselves again, because it's not like as a, a fan base, we're that used to long playoff runs but at some point you you're it's a revolving door of players in and out of the lineup based on injury it's a war of attrition and i and i don't use that word lightly more um but it's 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 true it's like well hey here's what we're gonna here's how we're gonna line it up 
game one of the first round is a long way from game six and seven of the Stanley Cup finals. The the roster may, may, may look not entirely different, but look different if you make it that far. And guys well, like Adam Brooks, who may not draw in to, to start, it's a, become um, folk heroes by the end of the run. It's a nice problem to have when you can say, okay, well, Zach Hyman comes in, who do you sit? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's nice to have Riley Nash and Pierre Engvall and Adam Brooks and Alex yeah. Galchenyuk in the mix in terms of that 11th or 12th forward. Oh, yeah. and it's, it's good to have Sandine and Hutton and anybody other than somebody named Marinson on the blue line. As, yeah. So. <laughs> You just can't stop bringing up Martin Marinson. No, because honestly, because the nightmare for Leafs Nation is that that guy showing up on the roster in the playoffs and costing them a game like he has cost them games before. I think Sheldon Keefe is beyond astute, and he, when it comes to uh, what he wants to do versus what he he's hearing, he should do from from people who really um, need to uh, look at doing something else. Um, Zach Kleiman, where does uh, our friend Arish, a huge supporter uh, of the combo, wants to know where Zach Kleiman slots in. Not only you know when, when they drop him back in the lineup to, to give him the feels again, but when he, when he's when he is implanted and um, integral, where, do, where does he slot in? I think he slots in. I think the plan is, and the whole plan when they acquired Nick Foligno was that Hyman would play on the third line because on the third line with Kerfoot and either Mikheyev or Simmons, it lengthens the Leafs lineup. You know, he, we know he works with Marner and Matthews, but mm-hmm. so does Foligno. We know he could work with Tavares and uh, and Nylander. But mm-hmm. right now, Galchenyuk is providing them pretty decent mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. So they ha- it gives them options. But I think we saw when Hyman played on that third line with Engvall and with Mikheyev in that three-game series against Edmonton mm-hmm. and how dominant they were, that there is the slot where he can make the most difference. As a penalty killer on the second power play, as a matchup guy against uh, opposition's top forwards, but on the third line is where he makes the most impact. So I think that's where he's going to be. Oh. Andrew Walters, Freddie, game one if he's healthy. Wow. Uh, well, Severino, Cudicio. Good morning, Norman Mike. Let's forget Freddie. He's the past. Uh, when we've needed a save from him, um, Freddie's nowhere to be found. That's the thing there, Severino. We don't know at this point whether Freddie is the past or if he is in the future, if he is integral to the future. This isn't just about the first round. It's you know, one, two, three, four. It's a long grind. Yeah, I don't know who's going. Who's going to start? Guys like Jumbo Joe could three goals in the in the opener get hurt in the second game, and that's his career. We don't. We don't know. This has to be a collective. Everybody's got to be all hands on deck. And Severino, this this is the thing, and I will to to my dying day defend Freddie Anderson for his first four years in Toronto. He, he was not the problem when they lost to, lost to Washington. He was not the problem when they lost to Columbus. The Leafs couldn't score against Columbus. That's the reason they lost that series. And in the two seasons that he played against Boston, he played 66 and 60 games with a defense that sucked. That mm-hmm. was terrible. 
this year would be the first year that he actually has a representative defense playing in front of him that could limit opportunities. Um, so if he is healthy and he does play, I think he could have success. But I'm just saying the guy who's more deserving of getting the start in the playoffs is the guy who's 15-2-1 right now. Um, you, you brought up the defense. And isn't it ironic the year that Freddie – isn't as important to the team is the year the group in front of him is at its most competent. Some goaltenders are better when they're busy. So when they, when they're, when they're facing for Roberto Luongo for years, when he played in Florida early in his career and facing 40 shots a night, he was better than when he was playing at times in Vancouver, when Vancouver was limiting shots to, you know, 18, 19 shots. Some goaltenders like to be busy. Some goaltenders don't like Marty Berdur. He could show up when he, and, and make big mm -hmm. saves. He was making 18 saves a night. It, it, it all depends on the goalie. Mm -hmm. um, the Leafs are among the best teams in the league. For goals against so obviously there's um credit to the the goaltending for that but also credit to this defensive group that is just like we don't talk about the defense in the same way we we talk we have spoken about and and lamented and and um winding cried about defenses year after you know year prior to year prior right right now it's it, you know, we're talking about, you know, how, how could this team could be configured to, to elevate its status to, to, to greatness. We're not, um, you know, keeping our fingers crossed that Martin Marinson can hold down the fort for a little bit while Morgan Riley, you know, plays incredible defense, but um, is there to quarterback a power play and, and eat up minutes. We, we don't even talk about guys like TJ Brody, who's played 24 minutes, last night just a quiet 24 minutes a goal and 12 assists on the season just just quietly goes about his business you know this is this this in and of itself is quite refreshing and this right here this might be the re at, at, at its uh, at its core why this this is the reason at its core why the Leafs might be able to to take that next step and progressive in the playoffs because this defense at least to this point, appears just sound enough to get the job done. A few more points, and we'll get out of here. Um, I, I think that Sheldon Added Rasmus Sandin now too. Yeah, I think Sheldon Keith has not been given the credit that he should have for the way this team is played because the way the team is playing now at the NHL level is the way the Marlies dominated at the AHL level, and uh, you know now he's been given. A lot of talent, but I think he's, you know, accentuated that talent with a system that the team has played, and I think with better sort of interpersonal relations with his with his players, um, and I think it's worked. Now, again, we, he's zero and one in the playoffs, so he's a, he's a second year coach, so there's a lot still in front of him. But I think, you know, the group has matured. You can tell that this this group likes each other, um, and that they're they have each other's backs, like we saw with Wayne Simmons uh, tuning up uh, Alex Edler on Thursday. But all that's great. But does that mean they're going to win? It doesn't. They have to show 
show up at the right time, which is in a couple weeks when the playoffs start, and perform. And if they do that, there's enough talent there that this team can make a run. And if they don't, then then uh, Kyle Dubas is going to have to reevaluate where this franchise is. Mill spec mom, no wonder I miss you guys. Live 9 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, hey, hey, from the Schwago Leafs go XOXO. Back at you there, Mill spec mom. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll try to go earlier next week. I'm finding that we're bringing in more people as the day grows longer. Maybe we should push back our start time to like 10 o'clock. We'll have a people get busy on Sunday. They got to do their laundry. They got to go do, yeah. do their errands. That's what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, what are we? A couple of old coots up and at them, like at the crack of dawn on a Sunday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Timberwolf. Speaking of old coots, he's just lighting up the, the comments. Timberwolf. Yeah. Um, you're the man. OG convert. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we should probably um, put a put a bow on this one, Mike. Any last thoughts? I mean, I don't want to get too deep into, you know, what's who are your seven D? Uh, what are your no, playoff line? Like, we've still got five games to go. Yeah. You know, let's, the Leafs could be zero and five going into the playoffs, and we're like, what the fuck are we gonna do now, right? Yeah, let, let's save that for the the combos the, before the playoffs. I'll just say one thing, and it was interesting. Nick Robertson got sent down to the Marlies, mm-hmm. as long as Martin Marinson. Hopefully, he stays there. But the reason that Nick Robertson got sent down to the Marlies is Nick Robertson has played six NHL games, and if he played the seventh, he would burn the first year of his entry-level contract. Don't think that that wasn't in the thought process of Kyle Dubas because they're going to need Rick, Nick Robertson uh, over the next couple of years as a scoring forward, and to have him at making less than $900,000 yeah. is going to be beneficial, and burning a year simply for burning a year is not a smart thing. So and they I, don't they don't need Nick. Nick Robertson's not the straw that's going to stir this drink. No, no, he's and he's a good he's a good young talented player who I think will benefit. The Marlies played thirteen games in the last twenty days before the AHL season ends, um, so he gets a lot of work. You know, he didn't have an OHL season this year, and then he'll be twenty next year, uh, twenty next September, and he can play a full year in the American Hockey League, or he can make the NHL. But I, I think it's beneficial for him and beneficial for the Leafs that he plays down with the Marlies. Mm-hmm. OG's converts continue the conversation uh, in this post, uh, uh, below the post on YouTube, and uh, hit the subscribe button while you're on the channel. We appreciate all of the support. Without you guys, Mike and I are just here by ourselves, a couple of old coots talking about how great things used to be. Uh, instead, you guys uh, propel us forward. Millspec, you're 44. Guess what? This is my last day as a 44-year-old. Yes. I will be uh, turning 45 tomorrow. I never reveal that I'm about to have a birthday, but uh, I want to be uh, showered with birthday wishes. Maybe with it's my, my, old, my old age. I don't I don't know how many I have left. So He wants to be showered with praise. That's what like. <laughs> praise? I don't know. Actually, why not? For, for one day, sure, I'll be showered with praise. It's a nice, uh, a nice contrast to what I'm usually um, enduring. Uh, don't forget our sponsor guy, Oak Ridge Ford dot com um they're, they're putting a bit of a hold on trucks we've got lots of escapes at zero percent interest and all kinds of used cars i know here it comes oh i'm gonna start crying mike uh, i have kids to to hang out with and and a wife uh, who has a bunch of things for me to do today so uh, i'm gonna get after that uh, and you in, enjoy your day in buffalo new york i'm hoping pandemic wise we're you know 
we're we're on our way to, to better days. I'd like to be able to get everybody out and about. And maybe one day, Mike, we could do a live show from the dealership. Yeah, that would and, be great. And I can, on your way out, I'll have you sign a bill of sale for a $95,000. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds like a plan. OG Scoverts, thank you very much. Have a good one.